Hey everyone, welcome to Mom's Got This. I'm Michelle Park. And I'm Stacy Eagle, and we are on a Skype chat right now um, because we wanted to introduce you to our next guest and why we've delayed it until now. Yeah, we have uh, Natalie Hudson from Dante. She's one of the co-owners of the restaurant. But as you all probably know, restaurant restaurant owners and the restaurant industry in general is really suffering because of all of the coronavirus shutdowns. So um, we just want to let you guys know that we are here to help if we can. Yes. Um, hopefully there is ways that we can help Dante as well. We yeah. definitely, um, we got a note from one of our subscribers um, a DM through Instagram uh, telling us that they were so grateful for our last episode that um, covered the coronavirus and how we were feeling. And so thank you for those messages. And we really, we we're going to come back and give you some more remote Skype put together <laughs> podcasts. Um, and we did really feel that it was important to still share um, the episode that you're going to hear right now because we are supporting all small businesses. We want to help everybody right now. And we still think that her story is an amazing story and very um, in line with what we're all dealing with in terms of co-parenting right now, or if you can co-parent um, and just really supporting one another. Yeah. And Stacy has everything going for you. <laughs> um, Gosh, everything is right now, um, it's like a beautiful chaos, I would call it. Mm -hmm. Is Bryce? Uh, is he doing okay? Yeah, he's, he's, um, he's, has a, like, he has a cold, so he's sort of staying far away just in case. Um, so, yeah, so it's been really me right now. <laughs> um, so I've been doing, like, my shifts, like, 9 to 2.30, and then I have this window um, where I'm fortunate to have someone who's in our building to come up for, like, three hours, an awesome senior in high school who's our savior. Um, and then from, like, 6 on, it's me again. And then I go back to work from, like, 10 to, like, 1 a.m., although my son has been like, no more work, no more work. So he's been pushing me to go to bed and I did go to bed at 8.30 PM one night, which felt amazing. Oh, wow. <laughs> you wake up the next morning, like five in the morning. No, we woke up at like nine, all of us. It was amazing. Yeah. I'm going to try to do that again. again and like a new human the next day. But what I do have to share, and even though this is not our full catch up episode, um, is that outside my window, we're in the city, um, every day at 7 p.m., it started on Saturday, I think, um, there are, everybody comes to their windows, there's balconies all over, and takes out their bells, and plays piano, and sings for everybody who is helping the city right now, and it is the most beautiful thing, and Dylan, for his weekly, it's a, every Monday he has to write a story for school about weekend news, he wrote about his story was called support and about how everybody came together to support all the medical staff, the, you know, doormen, the people who are restaurants are open. And it like, if there's one silver lining that I'm taking from this and missed all the madness and sadness um, is that like, he's taking that piece from it. And he's seen how people come together, which is really like, crazy and amazing so um that is I'm very happy that we are in the city right now to see that um amongst like this whole street who just is cheering it's it's like I don't know if you've seen the videos from Italy yeah even in New York I've been seeing videos of social on social media and I I think that it's really important for us to try to express gratitude to healthcare workers I think that it's incredibly overwhelming right now um for anybody who's in that field and so yeah yeah you know, I like it's worrisome what's happening and I hope that that you know they can take a little relief in hearing that in New York City and also hopefully we can help out in any way we can yeah I just felt like you know if a doctor's coming home or if a, a doorman is sitting in our building and they hear that at seven yeah there's it, that like, moment of like we're us coming together um, which is truly what I think is happening from a different end. Um, and, you know, the goal is that this kind of community will continue to 
work together as one once like all of a sudden the streets are filled again the subways are filled again and you know you go back to this life and how do you go back to that life and we will discuss that in probably another episode (laughs) i would love to talk about that because it's going to be interesting to try to re-enter normal life like i have friends who work in broadway who are like are people really going to want to sit next to each other even after broadway opens when all of this just happened i I think a lot of us are still gonna be dealing with some issues afterward but um Mm -hmm. But yeah, you're right. We should finish catching up next yes. week. Yes. <laughs> week. We really want you guys to listen to this episode with Natalie Hudson. Again, she is one of the co-owners of Dante. It's in West Village. Um, they have incredible food. They're one of the world's best bars. I believe they were named the world's best bar. So Yeah, and they're delivering their drinks and food right now for the local area, which is, I mean, I have one local restaurant that's open or sort of bodega Yeah. that and we get a a bagel from and to support them is very important right now so make sure to order some cocktails (laughs) (laughs) we need them them right now without thank you again yeah yes without further ado here is the episode with natalie Thank you to Super Soccer Stars for making this episode possible. As you guys may know, they're New York City's number one youth educational program for soccer. They've been around for over 20 years and they have a great low ratio. So it starts as low as five to one and that's less than half of what the other team sports offer. Definitely come try a class out with Super Soccer Stars this spring or summer. For our listeners only, use promo code MOMSGOTSOCCER and save $25 off any class or camp where Super Soccer Stars takes direct enrollment. And you guys should definitely hurry because this offer is only going to be good for this month. Just check out how much your kids will learn and grow, all while having endless fun. Hey everyone, welcome to Moms Got This. I'm Michelle Park. And I'm Stacey Eagle. And we are so excited to have you guys back listening today. Um, we are so excited. I know. it's It's been like a really great season three so far. I know only, we're only two episodes deep. But three. We're three episodes deep. I'm sorry, I'm already well, losing we gave track. a bonus episode of Just Us. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Thank you, Stacey, for that. You're welcome. In the studio with us today, we have Natalie Hudson. She is a co-owner of Dante, which was recently named one of the world's best bars. They have a location on McDougal Street and one on Perry and Hudson, and um, their food is delicious. So I'm happy to have you here, Natalie. Well, thank you. I'm so happy to be here. We're so excited. I can't wait to go to Dante. And I I don't know. I'll I'll take you with me. I've lived in New York for a long time, and I don't know how I'm not been there it is like on the other end of the city but i always am downtown okay well we'll go i mean their food is so good your pastas are delicious um i'll be there tomorrow (laughs) (laughs) so i think the the one of the things that i find most interesting about your story which i want you to tell our listeners is that you and your husband chose to start a restaurant together specifically because of co-parenting responsibilities so, but let's back up for a second. Were you in the restaurant business before you started the business together? Um, I was actually teaching international law and human rights. Wow. <laughs> Where? Um, at Sydney University. And he was working for a hospitality group in New York, but it was uh, more on the design side of things. Um, living in New York was always a big dream for both of us. But we weren't sure if we would take the the big leap and the risk and move to New York, um, the two of us together, until we were 100% sure that that's where we wanted to, to live. So he came out here and I followed him 18 months later. Wow. And when was that? that was, uh, I came out six years ago. Oh, okay. All right. And Dante's been open for how many years? Uh, four and a half. Okay, so what happened four and a half years ago that that kind of caused that change? My husband, not me, was ready to start a family. And he said, you know, I really want to have a family. He's wanted to have a family for as long as I can remember. And I said, oh, but I still want to do so many things. And he said, you know, let's just stop trying not to have kids, you know. And, of course, I fall pregnant, I think. Two days later. <laughs> I, I think that day that he said that. Um, How did you feel? Because you were the one who wasn't ready. I, I was pretty shocked at the beginning. In tears, actually. Yeah. Because um, I definitely wasn't mentally prepared for it. But the nice thing is you get nine months to, to, to <laughs> prepare yourself exactly. for it. And 
now I am like all those mothers that, you know, I heard about and really didn't believe, but I'm like, why didn't I do this sooner? Yeah, yeah, totally. Did you find a, like a moment in your nine months where you were like, okay, now I'm ready? No. Was it like when the baby came out? When the baby came out and I, I can get teary. I had yeah, even just yeah. thinking about that. It was just, you know, just all I can say, and I say this to all my friends that get pregnant, your life just, just becomes a thousand times better. Yeah. yeah. And it's amazing. Like you said, like we go through life and we're like, oh, we're not ready or our career so important. And then you said what you said, which is, you know, I wish we maybe I've done it earlier, which is in my situation. Oh, I as wish a hundred percent I'd done it earlier. I'm just like, I love, I love being a parent. I love how deep my love has gone for my partner as well, for my husband. Seeing him with my girls just makes me love him so much more. And if you'd said that to me six years ago, I would have said, I can't possibly love him more. <laughs> but I just, I'm just so, I, I love it. And the wonderful thing is sometimes, and I'm sure this happens for, for most parents, you know, your days can be hectic, stressful. And usually if I didn't have a family, I'd go home and I'd probably get more stressed thinking about how I was going to deal with everything. But the wonderful thing is now I walk through the door and I just see these gorgeous faces and just the stress just melts away you know and you (laughs) immediately know what's important to you and what's not and it happens in just a flash just by seeing their beautiful faces you know so you decided to open up a restaurant together when you were nine months pregnant or like during pregnancy or how did this happen um so i said to my husband i said he was traveling so i moved from Sydney to New York to be with my husband, but he was traveling eight months of the year. Oh my gosh, that's a much. lot. Wow. I was fortunate enough to be able to go on some of those trips with him because um, I was teaching online when I moved to New York. But it was not, you know, after a year of doing that, you, all of the glamour kind of falls away. And you, I'm someone that loves to be at home. I love a community. And, you know, he really wanted to start the fa- as a family and we we're having that conversation. And I said, I don't want to have a family with someone that's Away. not All here. over the place, yeah. And I said, and I also, whether we have girls or whether we have boys, I want them to have two role models in their lives. And I, I want to co-parent. I don't want to be, you know, the primary caregiver. I, they get so much from both a father or a, or a mother or to two parents as opposed to to one you know so I didn't actually mind what business we started it wasn't that I said let's start a restaurant I was like you choose the business let's do it together and let's co-parent together wow. and what was that arrangement like in the beginning it was crazy <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's especially really like crazy. the restaurant business that's 24 yeah, because that's like that's and you like, guys are open late we're open late it was so I found out I was pregnant um, just like a month before we kind of like were just setting up the restaurant and starting the whole restaurant. Um, and so I, I was, you know, working <laughs> crazy hours and pregnant. And I remember at seven months, just like breaking down into tears. I'm like, I'm already don't feel like I'm being a good mother because I'm just working crazy hours and I felt like already I wasn't being there for my for my baby that probably needed me to rest more and all of those kind of things um so it was it was a really good journey those nine months of just kind of preparing ourselves for how it feels to be sharing yourself with someone else Mm -hmm. um so we, we we kind of obviously we we got a great manager and we had a great team of staff that and that was key to supporting us uh, when the baby arrived and the mother that I was before I had my baby I said to all of my family and friends and my husband I said I'm gonna have the baby and I'm gonna be straight back at work <laughs> two days later I'm not gonna be like someone that is just like needs to stay at home and so the reality of the situation was <laughs> we had our baby and she was born 
at 43 weeks <gasps> oh and my six gosh. days. Wow. Oh, you must have been going nuts by the end. Yeah, it was, I really wanted, you know, a natural home birth. And I ended up with a cesarean. Right. Um, and it was for no other reason than, she was. you know, I'm five foot tall and I had a 10 pound baby. <laughs> <laughs> that wasn't really coming out any other way. Wow. Um, I really didn't want to be induced for the for the reason that every time I went to see my my doctor, everything was perfect. There was no there was no reason to induce me other than the due date. So of course I did think that maybe the due date was wrong, um, and I just wanted to let it go as far as I could. And then at forty three weeks and six days, my husband said, "I can't take this the stress anymore because we're making a decision for for another life," you know. So we went into the hospital and they said, okay, this this baby needs to, to come out. So we had a cesarean. Um, How did it, you feel about that? At that point, I was okay. You came to terms with like, I, this is happening. Yeah, and happen. they were like, look, let's induce you and see how it goes. And I, I just know that story of induction to emergency C-section yeah. and yeah. I know it so well. And I was at that point where... I needed to come to a place where I felt like I'd given, you know, my unborn child and myself every possible chance to have a natural birth. And I had done everything you could, everything from acupuncture every single day to reflexology, to massage, to walking from downtown to Central Park and back. Like I'd, I'd done everything there was to do. You know, and I, I wasn't even, I didn't even have Braxton Hicks. I didn't have a single contraction. Oh, wow. So, you know, at 43 weeks and six days, I felt that. You did everything. I'd really done everything yeah. that I could. And I was like, okay, this baby needs to come out. <laughs> and, um, you know, when I spoke to the doctors, they said, we feel that you have a big baby and this might be the best way, but we also can induce you. We just got to get the baby out. And I said, okay, I'm happy to just take the cesarean because I, I was really at the end of my path of trying every way that I possibly could. And now I couldn't do a home birth anymore at 43 weeks and, and six days. So, um, I don't we, think we've met anyone who's gone, who's gone that long. I mean, that's, weeks, yeah, that's almost a long 45 time. Weeks. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I felt good about my decision because I, I felt, you know, I was doing checkups every day yeah. and everything was fine. But it, when it got to the point where my husband was also like, this isn't just your baby, it's my baby too. And I can't sleep at night. I was like, okay. Yeah, it's time. <laughs> it's time. We need to make a decision. <laughs> um, the surgeon also, once the, uh, Noah Grace had been delivered, she said there was no way you were having this child naturally. naturally yeah, because she was huge. She was so big. Um, she came out, was incredibly healthy, beautiful little girl. She was born the very beginning of a snowstorm so they said to me they said look we're not sure you can stay in the hospital of course and we really recommend that but with this snowstorms you know severe snowstorm if you want to leave so that you're not stuck in the hospital go you now can, you can do that too <laughs> oh so God. I spent 24 hours in the hospital and then I came home oh my gosh home. my gosh I remember coming home with my first baby and I was just terrified that I was going to do something wrong but at least I had like two days in the hospital with people kind of reassuring I didn't me. feel that I felt you didn't. I felt this I just saw this baby and I was just like I just adored her so much and I was like get me out of the hospital if I have the option to leave I had very supportive people around me I had um an amazing nurse who was a friend as well I was like, I'll sleep so much better in my own bed. I'll rest wow. better. I also didn't like the amount of drugs they were recommending to me in the hospital as well. Um, I, you know, I mean, it's only four years ago, but they were recommending that I have oxycodone. Oh, yeah. And I just... It's a lot. I didn't want to take any of those drugs, which I didn't. I just took the um, like ibuprofen yeah. and Tylenol, came home. And for this lady that was going to go back to work two days <laughs> later, <laughs> my husband and I are sitting there and a week later, I'm like, you go to work. Well, you go to work. 
no, you go to it. Both of us could not leave this gorgeous little girl. Neither of us went to work for a month because we were just like, we just couldn't. That's amazing. We were so in love. Usually, like, the husbands run out to go to work. I know. (laughs) We just just couldn't be away from her. She was just, you know, either of us, you know. So we had a beautiful month with No Grace. And then we, for the next three and a half years, she was, before she went, she, at three and a half, she went to uh, Montessori. But for those three and a half years, she was with my husband or I 24-7. That's incredible. Did so she come we, to the restaurant a lot? She came to the restaurant. She came to every meeting. She, You know, obviously there's some meetings that you can't have with a baby. And we would tag team. Sometimes we'd meet in the middle of the street. Luckily, I live a 10-minute walk from the restaurant. And pretty much our entire life is walkable distance. We never had a pram or a stroller or anything like that. We both wore her the whole time oh for God, three and a half chills. years well, until she could do a str- uh, scooter. Oh, I see. Right. So you never had a stroller. Never had a stroller. That's crazy. Wow. You and never. Sh- but you now. You, you recently before before we started the podcast day, you mentioned there was a stroller now in your life. <laughs> so you'll have to come to baby two <laughs> later. So I'll come you to baby it, two. Yeah. So the, the, um, did you not want a stroller? Like, was there just, a reason? Well, I live in a brownstone with lots of s- steps, and I, I'm just too busy to never go st- a, a pram. I've got I've, I, my whole day is on the go, yeah. so I just put the baby in the carrier, just go. And the great thing is, then I meet my husband, whether it's at the restaurant or even in the street. You swap the baby and the carrier, and you go, and it's it's just you've still got your hands. I love baby carriers. I have to say, like, I did. Well, you know, I wore my baby, like, till she was, well, one and a half. Right. And at one and a half, I just, I got one of these, uh, I got a scooter, but I got a globber scooter with a little seat. Yeah. And she would sit on that. And we just, I mean, look, I I am fortunate in the sense that everything is a walking distance. Right. Right. So, so it makes it very, very, just really easy. The, the only time that we actually got a stroller was last summer for the four-year-old who was, you know, three and a half then, just because we'd want to sometimes be out all day with her. Right. And, and she can't walk for that. She can't walk for that right. length of time. So we got, but a, you know, a stroller as opposed to a pram that she can have a, she was still having her afternoon naps and it just meant that that way she can nap in the stroller as opposed to. But yeah, we bought our first stroller at three and a half years. <laughs> wow, crazy. that's probably great because I you know. have a new stroller <laughs> more advanced than the ones we had. So Michelle. <laughs> yes, Stacy. Have you ever, did you ever take soccer when you were little? I feel like the answer to that question is yes, but I don't remember. I'm not a very athletic person. Is baby Emma or baby E athletic? I think they're both athletic because Eric is athletic. Do you think Eric's going to be really excited when baby E goes to... Oh, he's going to be thrilled. Or actually baby M we're going to take to soccer, right? Yeah. He's going to be so happy that she's like doing something other than dancing around in her her dress up clothes. (laughs) (laughs) So thank you to Super Soccer Stars for uh, giving us insight into the world of soccer. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Okay, so for three and a half years, you, you guys are with your daughter 24-7, and then I guess that's around when you had gotten pregnant with yeah. the next one? So right. then what happened? Right. Did you want Did you? Yeah, you was did? that like a was that conscious? Your again? Oh, after, <laughs> yeah, I was, look, I wanted an, another baby um, pretty much within the first year of having no graves, but I also... It was a very hard transition between I just loved my time with her and I just wasn't ready to share it with another baby yet. But I knew I wanted to have another baby. And I probably once again would have gone five years before I would have fallen pregnant again. If, you know, if it it was just about me and my first daughter, because I just love all of our one-on-one time. But then I started thinking, I don't want to have a five-year gap between between the girls so I was I thought to myself okay a three-year gap I can I can kind of 
manage that, but it did really change my relationship with my first, which I was so determined for it not to happen that way. How does it change? It changes because it changed who she was. Um, I still do spend a lot of one-on-one time with her. And she she's a very, very confident child. So I do definitely have, I do feel guilty that I give probably a lot of the, a lot of my attention goes to my eldest daughter and I feel guilty that I'm not giving that to my youngest because she's so demanding of that. Um, our relationship changed because she started spending a lot more time with with her dad as I started, you know, I'm taking care of the baby, taking yeah. care of where it used to be very split where now she's, she would spend maybe 80% of the day with her dad whilst I was with the, the newborn and I'm not sure of a different equation for that to happen. So she, instead of it being, Mama, I want mama to put me to bed, it was like, I want papa to put me to bed. And I had to just get used to that, you know, yeah. and it just was a bit of a transition. That, thankfully, you know, I, I do fall in love with that too, because I'm like, it's so beautiful to see a little girl so close to her father. I love the way he parents her. And, you know, it's, it's beautiful to watch that. But I, I'm also like a little bit jealous because I'm like, yeah. I want a little bit of that, right? <laughs> It'll come back. But then I, yeah. ha- I have that bond with my, with my youngest that he doesn't have either. Right? Are you doing the split like you were doing, like with your first, where you meet halfway? And- we are doing it. So- um, it's a little bit different now because in the first two years, Noah Grace was just a great traveler. So we traveled all over the world with her we had a lot of pop-ups for Dante and Linda and I that's my husband would go to all of the pop-ups we'd take her with us because one child you can do that with one child I will say that our lives didn't change that dramatically we took her to Australia in the first two years we took her to Australia seven times wow. that's incredible she, that she, flight is long that's a long flight she just is amazing with jet lag. And I think it's all to do with, doing that. Yeah. well, I, I breast fed her and she felt, she felt, I would co-sleep, breastfeed her, do all the things that they kind of tell you not to do. So I could really regulate when she would fall asleep because she'd fall asleep on me. Mm-hmm. So that made controlling jet lag very easy. <laughs> with my second one, I couldn't do that because I was also exhausted from doing that for I, <laughs> that would be <laughs> could you imagine like another 10 flights to Australia doing that yeah that's crazy <laughs> that's well, amazing I, so I was I was um, nursing no grace until she was two and a half until I fell pregnant and then I was like okay I need to give my body a little bit of a rest from that but it also happened very organically in the sense that she also was like she stopped wanting it mm-hmm. um, so that worked really well but then with the second baby with Millie, she just wouldn't fall asleep on the on the breast. She would breastfeed, but not she would she'd be very alert by feeding. Mm. So isn't it interesting the dynamics? They're of so two different. Yeah. So different. different. So she and she really needs to sleep a lot during the day. So I would feed her, um, you know, and then and then she'd have her playtime and then I would put her down and literally put her down in her cot and she would sleep for two hours then she'd have a wait time for two hours and then I'd put her back down so it kind of meant it was structured a little bit differently where it meant that Lyndon and I would co-parent but co-parent at home Mm. so because I knew she'd have a two hour sleep a one and a half hour sleep a two hour sleep we would put our meetings in those in those slots and then one of us would always be at home with her as opposed to taking her out like we did with Noah Grace the whole day because Noah Grace slept a lot less. Um, This also meant that I can't control the jet lag, I can't control the sleeping. She only likes to sleep in a cot and I did take her to Australia eight weeks because I was kind of so used to living life like that with Noah Grace. It was a disaster. It was a 23-hour flight of which I was 
standing for 22 hours oh God. Oh my God. because she would not fall asleep on me. She wouldn't fall asleep in the bassinet. So the only way I could get her to sleep was by walking. And then she'd sleep in these like 45 minutes and then wake up again. And then so it was just horrendous. She had crazy jet lag. Do you it's know, amazing I, that you came back on another 23-hour well, flight. I had to come back, right? But I, I would have been like, I'm moving to Australia. <laughs> I haven't gone back since. I, I was going to say, I don't think. Did you expect her to be like exactly Exactly like the same, of course. Wow. At least with the sleeping, you expect it. And mine, mine are totally different too. I think <laughs> it's just like sometimes surprising to me. My first one never slept, would only sleep on me. We kind right. of slept. My my little one co-sleeps but doesn't want me to touch her. She just wants me like in the bed with her. In the bed. But right. my old, Madeline is like on top of me at night. And now she's like 45 pounds. And she is like, I'm like, oh my God, when is this going to end? <laughs> <laughs> Do yours still co-sleep? Theoretically, no. So Millie never co-slept with us. And Noah Grace um, now goes to bed in her own bed. But by 11 o'clock, She's in our bed. Mm. <laughs> so she just, the first, you know, that I just the transition in their sleep cycle, the first, she'll, between 11 and midnight, she's in our room. She just gets up. And I mean, the nice thing is, it doesn't wake me up anymore. She just gets up and just jumps into our bed right in between us and goes to sleep. So... I mean, this Theoretically, is just fascinating, yes. like running a restaurant and having these sleep patterns. And it's just because for me, I couldn't, I had to make sure there was a regiment with sleep. And I was like, by three months, I'm like, he's sleeping in the bed. He's sleeping through the night. Like, I, that was my goal. Whereas I know the co-sleeping with Michelle has a very different philosophy. Granted, like, I love when he cuddles in our bed, but like, that was for my our lifestyle. And it's so interesting with your lifestyle, I would think like you're at the restaurant a lot. I know you have managers and a great team, but to have that kind of flow of sleep well, is now, I now I've got one that kind of co sleeps right from and midnight, other, right, right. and then the other baby that just wants to be alone, alone. in her own cot. So I've got both going on at the moment. <laughs> It is going to be very interesting, um, you know, just the, the next kind of six months with a brand new restaurant and two babies. It will be interesting to see how <laughs> that kind of You'd love to like open things when you have babies. I know, I don't plan it that way. This, this <laughs> restaurant actually was a year delayed um, really? because of permits and things so like that. So you really so were going to have that restaurant I when really the baby was, came out. Yes, so actually it's worked out quite well in the fact, otherwise it would have been kind of a newborn and a... Two newborns, in a way. Yeah. Yeah, because everyone says a restaurant is like a baby. It is. Requires a lot of attention in the beginning. The hardest thing, honestly, for me now is the school holidays. It's well, really tough. So do you have any babysitters or help, or you really are just I, I usually two? ask my mom to fly over. She's she's living in uh, England. Even for a week, it just yeah. really makes a big difference. Um, otherwise... And this is the first holidays we've got coming up, spring break, where we don't do it. We usually just go away, the family, and take take those holidays because it's it's just too difficult to have yeah. two kids and the restaurants and try and co-parent. It's very difficult. We just try to go, okay, that's our holiday time. And it's it's family time as a, um, we take that break from the restaurant. Are you doing pop-ups still? or We are, yes. But we're not doing them anymore. So, <laughs> so Dante is still doing a lot of pop-ups, but we, we hired a business development manager that does an amazing job, and he looks after all of the pop-ups. Where with just one, we were doing it a lot by ourselves. But now with two, it really... What is the pop-up concept for... The, for Dante? Yeah. Um, so different hotels different venues restaurants around the world they invite you over to come and kind of take over their their venue and to do a dante we just finished doing um a six week dante on the top of a, a rooftop of a hotel in rio de janeiro oh, in brazil which was pretty that. amazing did you go i didn't <laughs> but my husband went and so what he's been doing recently is taking 
our eldest daughter with him. Cool. So she's been going all, on all of the pop-ups because I find being at home by myself, having both restaurants, one of them, you know, I was doing all the design for, the other is operational and having both kids at home by myself while my husband is doing a pop-up sends me... And he takes her. And does he have help when he's out there or he does it by himself? Oh, you guys are a power. Yeah. This this is amazing. She's she's (laughs) a really, she's a very social little girl. Like if we say at the weekends, okay, on Saturday morning she has um, ice skating at midday and we'll say, what do you want to do? Before then she's always, she's like, let's go to Dante. And she always wants to have kind of breakfast at Dante. But before she does that, She'll, she's always like, I want to serve people first. And she'll hand Aww. out menus to the guests. So and she cute. loves doing that for the first uh, kind of 20 minutes. And then she'll sit down and have I feel have like Dylan and baby M have to meet. I know. We should get all the kids no, okay. together. Yeah, yes. so cute. They can serve everybody. <laughs> we love that. We were, we were doing that um, in the summer. We would always have kind of friends Instead of inviting friends to our house, we'd invite them to Dante to the, we have a kind of lovely terrace in the summer and we just get some sidewalk chalk and the, so do cute. hopscotch on the sidewalk and the kids would play and be very happy, you know. And the adults can actually and eat the their adults meals. can, what tends to happen is there's one adult that plays with the with course, the children right. whilst the other adults are enjoying Shaking. a nice spritz and then we kind <laughs> we of rotate <laughs> the adults with the kids totally. so I love that, that everyone can kind of have some conversation and the kids are very yeah. happy eating you know pasta and playing hopscotch on the, so on the cute on what's the, the youngest age to be able to be a host <laughs> at a restaurant <laughs> that'd be so cute it was like kid led night it would be adorable <laughs> Uh, she she's been around adults a lot, right. so I d- definitely think that she's she is extremely socialized, and I think that's as a result of being with us every day for those first three years. Um, but yes, I mean, in the last year, since Millie likes her routine, her sleep, her specific cot, Lyndon's been taking no grace on all of the pop-ups and they've been kind of doing that together. Does she miss school for it or yeah. She does, but yeah. I'm. She's I feel like right now fine. it's fine, yeah. you know. I agree. And Lyndon did say he said, "Oh, I feel so bad that Millie doesn't get. Millie hasn't traveled since her <laughs> <laughs> trip to Australia at eight weeks." And he said, "You know, Noah Grace went to all these different places." I said, "But by the time Noah Grace is in school, like real school, Millie It'll will be then yeah. be of the age that she can go and travel, and Noah Grace won't be allowed out of school anymore." Right. So I'll be at home with Noah Grace and she'll be going to school and then you can take Millie and do all of these these pop-ups. So it's oh, just, it's really that. tag-teaming, which I have to say, Linda and I have been together for 12 years um, and we definitely sorted out any relationship issues that we, we had, um, which I, I definitely feel every relationship has. And we did after... I moved to New York because he'd been here for 18 months by himself. So he kind of become a real bachelor (laughs) and he was going out five nights a week. And I arrived here. I was like, who are you? (laughs) (laughs) So we had to figure out kind of our relationship again, how it would work in New York and get used to each other um, and a a different lifestyle here just because it's a different pace of life to surfing and barbecues and beach and very relaxed life Sounds in Sydney. Very nice. <laughs> yeah, I know. Maybe it we'll move is. To it's beautiful, but you just don't have the same opportunity as you do in New York. So we 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 sorted all of that out and found our kind of balance in New York. And then when we had a family, I think it we were able to really tag team really well. Um, I do have a friend who's recently found out that she's she's pregnant and she's in a very new relationship. And my big piece of advice to her was spend this nine months really kind of 
understanding figuring it out yeah, yeah. and figuring, making and ironing it out totally so that always, you've got each other's back you support right. each other when you have an argument how do you resolve that how do you work on your communication between the two of you all of those issues spend that nine months you know because they're not that they're issues but they're things There's that come issues. up in your, in your relationship two people need to be able to communicate they need to support each other they need to go okay when does my partner need time out all of those things it's really important to work out before you have kids because once you have the the children it just adds so much pressure onto your relationship Absolutely. and if you can't tag team or just have just be able to communicate easily, support one another. I can't even imagine how difficult it would be. Did you talk about your styling in those nine months? Like how you were going to deal with a baby crying or like... Cause yeah, or like the, who wakes up in the middle of the night, that kind of thing. We actually didn't. And so I do say that I'm very fortunate that we just have... Good communication. Uh, do you know, we just both ultimately... It comes down to we want the best for our children. And if that means it's a decision which puts us, we have to take a step back and it, and it's a, a selfless decision. We just have that kind of understanding that the children come first. They are the most important things in our lives at the moment. And yes, there's a, I read a lot about self-care and all of those things. I will say very honestly, it is very important, but for us, the children definitely come first. And if there's a moment afterwards that we can support each other to have that self-care and that's time out, we definitely do. And we make a big effort to do that. But but your priorities. Priorities, definitely. And I think that's just helped us to co-parent because we have the same goal. That, I think that's key. Like if your yeah. values are aligned, it's so much easier to navigate that because... I'm sure there are a lot of people listening right now who don't feel like their their values are exactly spot on. And I don't think they would have as easy a time co-parenting right. without actually having a conversation about the actual split. Um, because, I mean, even in my relationship with my husband, it's definitely not perfect. Like, it's not – I he there are things that he just actually doesn't know how to do and refuses to learn how to do right so like i'm the one who puts them to bed every night it's either me or my nanny it's never my husband because he just legitimately doesn't know how to do it and he has not can you teach him i, I think he feels like it's been so long that we've been doing it that he can't right and so I, maybe that would be something like he would love to do oh no i don't think he wants to do that at all <laughs> like he is basically like i get home and i get to like have my time to myself and like um, michelle or you know or somebody else puts the kids to sleep are you okay with that i mean i don't love it on the weekends because it's always me right and yeah. i would love to have that kind of like partner who i can tag team with meaning like legitimately tag team so i could tag out on any activity but I can't. But then there are things that he does that I can't do, right? Like, right. like he grills on Sundays and there's no way I can grill anything. So I'm not <laughs> going to do that. I don't know that that's equivalent to putting them to sleep every night. But yeah, no, I think, I mean, I don't think you can in the nine months of being pregnant know if someone's going to be able to do that or not, right? Sure. But sure. I think this is a great but it's a conversation thing, to yeah. tell other people who might be pregnant. There are times that like maybe someone doesn't know how to do something and how do you talk about that now yes right? i think like the thing that happens when you have a child is you have to become those selfish parts of you yeah. need to really evaporate and you need to become selfless and i think that's the key to being able to support one another is when you become selfless and it's not it's not about you anymore and that and the big thing is these all of these things that we talk about, I mean, I already feel it with my four-year-old. It's just, it's a moment in time and it's so it's quick. So yeah. And it's like, okay, if I have to sacrifice so many things, it's for such a short period of time. It's like, really, it's like three years. You know, right now I'm definitely sacrificed. I'm not traveling at all and I love traveling. Yeah. Okay, I don't go out for dinner very often either, you know, because actually... And I'll tell you a funny story about that. But, you know, it's like, it's a, do I really, like, sometimes even you do go out for dinner. You're like, I, I wonder actually, what the kids are doing. Yeah, or I actually <laughs> missed having dinner with my family tonight. <clears throat> and it's really such a small period of your life. It's three years. And 
I think it's actually when you look back on it, you do it time and time and time again. So on uh, last Friday was my birthday. Happy birthday. Happy birthday. Oh, thank you. <laughs> and my husband said to me a few weeks before, what do you want to do on your birthday? And I said, I'd love to go out for dinner. There's only pretty much one restaurant in New York that I would like to get a babysitter for so that because I actually the situation we're in at the moment I would actually need two babysitters because they wake each other up and if we're not home all of those things so it can be stressful for us to go out so I said okay one restaurant which is uh Veronica it just opened in Flatiron it's a month to get a reservation there so that stressed my husband out (laughs) (laughs) three days before my birthday he he had one and he was so excited about it anyway we were talking about it my four-year-old was like what are you talking about she likes to be involved in every conversation and Linda said I'm going to take mama out for her birthday and she was devastated yeah and I asked her, I said, why are you so sad? You know, you should be happy that mama's going to go. She's like, because all I want to do is decorate the house and I want to make you a roast chicken with papa and we're going to bake you a cake and I'm going to get balloons and I just want to be with you for your birthday. And I saw this like deep sadness in her that I could possibly even fathom wanting to do anything else. And I just thought, my goodness, like, in a few years' time, I'm sure Lyndon's going to be saying, come on. Come with mommy for yeah. a birthday. It's mom's right? birthday. Let's go out. <laughs> She's like, do I have to? Can I say my... And I was like, why do I want to go out when I've got this like gorgeous little girl and this other beautiful little baby or toddler that are desperate to spend my birthday with me and just want to make it really special? So we cancelled the reservation. Oh <laughs> and I had a beautiful evening with my family. And it oh was she gosh, she was lovely. beyond excited. He picked her up from, from school and they went and got balloons and baked me a cake and I went and had a had a manicure whilst they were doing that and <laughs> they rang me and said, You can come home now. Oh, and really just seeing cute. that pure excitement oh. and happiness on her face just really Thank made you. my birthday. So beautiful. And that's love that story. An example of just letting go of what you want for yourself, you know? Just that selfless, like I and ultimately I hope I have a lifetime of going out for dinner with my husband, just the two of us. Do you do that though? Like do you have We we definitely do. Um you know, before before for me it was actually quite easy to have a baby uh millie because she slept so well and we were just now it's a little bit more tricky because she's kind of mobile and those things and we would we would just have date night once a week yeah yeah i as um, much as like you're selfless like for your child like you still were giving yourself date night definitely giving i think that's ourselves date night i will definitely say that um what has had to give in the whole equation in having a family has been quality time with my husband because of the way that we co-parent because we you know take that step back and make sure that the the goal first and foremost is whatever is best for our children it's definitely meant that our relationship as a result has taken a step back but the great thing about that is that because we work together, sometimes we find that we have quality time Just, together yeah. during the day. And I see him every day, right? So I'm, I go and get my morning coffee with him, you know? I go and... Oh, right. You find like little moments to have like a date. throughout the whole day mm-hmm. because we're together the whole day. So, okay, it might not be, it might not be a two-hour dinner together, but it's lots of moments. And if you are present you actually appreciate those moments because you're like this is just a beautiful moment that we're having together right now yeah 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 so i if i didn't work with him i'm not sure that that would work our lives would work because i probably i would really miss him yeah you know but because i have him in my everyday life and i see him all the time it's very special that's like 
rare. That I would agree that it's, that's it's rare. Really it's also rare. like very nice to hear that that situation Exists. works. Yeah, yeah, like works this way because it I, it gives me something to well, kind of strive for. The downside of it is we're always working mentally. Yeah. We're always talking about our business, even when we're away. We're we're, I was going to say on vacation, I'm sure oh, you... Oh, we have now these cameras, of course, that are on our phone that look at the bar, that look at the kitchen, that, you know, we're constantly on that. We're never... I don't think I've ever had a vacation since we had the business where my mind oh, has been... It's 24-7. Right. But it's still even being 24-7, it seems like you're much more present to your children than a, a lot I of mean, people I mean, I would say, 24/7. yeah, like 90% more. Yeah, than a lot of people we've interviewed. I, I think just not to say their lives are no I get yeah, but I, I mean but like you, saying that you can be with your child twenty four seven for three and a half years is like a huge, huge thing. thing. It's amazing, and it's created this amazing bond between us. Our family is so strong, which I actually attribute to her because she just everything has to be family. She wants family to do everything, family to pick me up from ice skating. Fam- where, you know, a lot of the at the beginning, I was like, great, you can take her ice skating. That means that, you know, I can get the washing done whilst Millie is sleeping. But now she just wants everyone there to watch her. And, you know, and so, so the weekends, 100%, it's all family time. Millie might not get the the longest of second naps but now that she's a year I'm okay with that you know because they just adore each other and actually at the weekends I do find it easier to have to look after them both because they pl- they're at an age now they start they, they play really together, play together yeah. yeah which is easier than just having one child I will agree with you on that. It's it's so nice when they hit that age because like Madeline and Eloise will go to their room before bedtime and I can just kind of like let them be. So nice. And you're not their playmate anymore. Oh, yeah, which is also no. exhausting. For anybody who's a mom, they I'm know Di- this. I'm Dylan's playmate. <laughs> <So> <laughs> fine. I mean, Although he's actually really good at creating like these stories with his animals and yeah, like he knows great. how to play and paint. And so he's good with that. So our show, as you know, is called Mom's Got This. And every episode we ask our mom guests to share a moment in their motherhood journey when they really felt like they they had things under control okay although i feel like you have everything under control so i don't know but i definitely i will share this moment with you but i definitely did not have it under control (laughs) um so one one of the things that we try to tag team on in our day as well which is maybe the self-care part and we're not always successful in this, is we try to make sure that we get an hour of exercise in every day. Mm. And I thought you said you forgo that. <laughs> sometimes you, sometimes you, you have, have to. It. Sometimes you have to. You know, you and I to. used to get really uptight if I didn't get to do my exercise. Sometimes I just can't do it. Like yesterday, I got to do it. My husband didn't because we could have both gone, but it would have meant, you know, that we would have, just been very very rushed picking my daughter up from school and it was just kind of like very difficult tag teaming so on this occasion I went and did an afternoon yoga class my husband was outside the yoga studio passed the baby to me and he went in to do the yoga <laughs> class and I should you guys seen a movie on this, I know this is amazing it's so good well I <laughs> I, I probably should have at that point um, gone home, <clears throat> but it was a summer afternoon <laughs> and I thought to myself, I can probably just get a Whole Foods shop in right now. She looks very happy. Everything's good. So I probably pushed it a little bit too hard, went to Whole Foods. Everything was great. Did a big shop at Whole Foods and was probably carrying one too many bags oh, out of Whole Foods, but I had this, right? <laughs> so we both got our yoga in. It's a beautiful evening. I'm going to cook dinner, go to Whole Foods, get my Whole Foods. I'm outside thinking, shall I walk home? Probably I'll get a taxi because I've got a few too many bags. No Grace just decides for some reason, I don't know if it was like a change in the environment from the supermarket outside, just to have an absolute tantrum and just lost it and so I put my bags down but at this point 
as I'm kind of like putting them down, my bags are now splitting. Oranges seriously are rolling down the street. <laughs> the bags have gone everywhere. The produce is everywhere. I'm taking no grace out, trying to like calm her down, calm her down. She was hysterical. And I'm on the like Barry. Oh, yeah. yeah. In the middle of kind of Soho. Oh, now my produce is all down the street. I've got a screaming baby, which everyone is looking at me because <laughs> yeah. I, this is all drawing attention and they're like kind of get this baby under control like what's going on so <laughs> I just have to put it straight on my boob it's the only thing that I know is going to comfort her so like you know I've got all my yoga gear on I just got to put her on my boob I'm half kind of naked in the summer because I didn't you know I don't have a sweater or anything to cover myself up and I'm just standing there like with tears running down my eyes going what a mistake it was to go to the supermarket <laughs> and, I, and of course my husband's phone is on silent so I can't get him oh. to come and help me then this big black Chevrolet because I was kind of close to a traffic light pulls up and they pull down the windows and I'm like oh here we go and there were these three mums in the car and they're like you got this you have got <laughs> this it. and they're like oh we've God. been there you are doing an amazing job oh. and you've got this oh and I was God. like wow and I really had a New York moment because I was like really I don't know another city in the world where these mums <laughs> saw me they saw what was going on and, and instead of being like staring at me they're like lady you got this wow. you're gonna be fine you're gonna be fine but they didn't offer you a ride they really were just like we've been there you are doing a yeah. great job you got it and i was wow. like new york city i love you yeah oh That's i love amazing. that yay amazing. i that was so incredible. I definitely didn't have it, yeah, but, but those, those moms not. made me just turn my tears into a huge smile and be like, thank you, you know? That's and, and that's a reminder to all of us to oh. encourage each other because like, truly, absolutely, because just that can change. Kind it of does. And it's yeah. like the New York, well, we know that we have listeners all over, but like there is something special about New York that yeah. those moments can just switch. Right, that yeah. they would someone would, and they would call out and say that. Yeah, I it's love it. It's so that. special. Like you could be in the subway and something like that, you know, beautiful happens when you're having a shitty day. Yeah. So that's amazing. It was. It was amazing. It was these mothers that just they saw it, you know, and they were like, there, they've yeah. been there, right? And they were just like, you're like, oh my god, they're gonna say something. I was. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> you're like, who now? <laughs> thought water was gonna come on you <laughs> so well it was just like you say amazing to have that support from complete strangers yeah. just that community of motherhood that can really just just to that one moment from what they did just changed my entire uh, mental status status yeah. of how I was looking at, at what had just happened you know well, thank you, Natalie, so much for coming thank in and talking. Thank you so much. Oh, it's been my absolute this pleasure. This has been really, incredible. Truly really like enjoyed a, it. Like thank a you. learning oh. journey with you. I loved it. I love it. And I, uh, offline, I want to talk about you being a human rights lawyer or was it teacher? I, I was teaching human rights. Which is, I mean, I mean yeah. I'm going to talk about yeah. that later. Very you're like, you're like an onion. There are so many layers. <laughs> I'm sure it helps oh. the restaurant. <laughs> thank you, everybody, so, for listening. And please make sure you subscribe and rate us and tune in next week for another awesome episode of Mom's Got This. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you again to Super Soccer Stars for making this episode possible. Stacey, you have some like pretty in-depth experience with Super Soccer Stars. I do. And I've been a fan of Super Soccer Stars before Dylan was born because my nephew went there. I think my niece and nephew went there. And actually, I had a birthday party for Dylan there when he was three. Oh, how fun. Which is great because they have great birthday party spaces and the programming for the the actual party is like your parent the parents can go have some beers mm -hmm. have some food and they like, have beers at super soccer stars? you bring it into your oh party. i was about to say now yes they're yes um and they like the instruction and the organization of the parties is really awesome so i might have to do that for when he turns six bring it back full circle but yeah it's just a great like dylan started 
playing soccer at the age of like one or one and a half and he's now five and you know they coined the term crib to college and I really do believe we will be part of their leagues and everything that happens there in the next stages because they are incredible teachers that are um, take intense programming classes to be teachers there so I've seen incredible results and for everybody who wants to sign up don't forget the code is mom's got soccer $25 off Uh, thank you, everybody, so much for listening. We, Stacey and I will be back next week with a little bit more insight into how we are continuing to deal with this pandemic lockdown. And thank you for um, joining us and um, being part of our moms got this journey. And we're very proud of all the moms out there doing what they're doing right now. Yeah, major props to everybody because I think today is day 18 or something like that the days blur together but it's not easy nope nope and you look so cute though michelle in your outfit <laughs> i've looked this is pajamas all day every day i've been you're like, so cute girl i am not even trying to put myself together but oh my god well thank well, you again and we will talk to you soon bye everybody bye michelle bye stacy